This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. Happy Friday. Happy pre-kin to all who observe. We've talked about it. Pre-kin maybe starts on a Thursday, maybe starts on a Friday. However you, uh, however you get there, however you celebrate, we're glad that you took part of your day to celebrate with us. It's happy St. Patrick's Day as well. We came in with the traditional Irish artist, Jay-Z, as we do. As always. As always. <laughs> We've had the Cranberries. We've had the Proclaimers. We might have Sinead Juvenile, o- another big <laughs> Irish uh, one, I believe. Sinead O'Connor. Actually, in all seriousness, I've been getting a lot of Esmost is most hip 40-year-olds do. I've been getting oh, yeah. a lot of my music off of TikTok lately, so mm. uh, Kian Ducraw is somebody that I'm into. He's got a song called I'll Be Waiting. He sort of performs it around Ireland. He, he's a busker. Just put it out there for the people. Canteen Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, and on your smart speaker. 888-729-3776 is the phone number. Uh, he is Peter Burns at the, at the Southern ESPN offices. Uh, I'm Randy Scott here at Bristol, Bristol, Connecticut. Springtime Bristol. Okay, a lot of green on this campus today there, Peter, and uh, and a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of green t-shirts out. I can see some bare arms in that control room right now, Peter. I do feel like there are certain people, especially in the sports world, that purposely don't wear green on St. Patty's Day just to stand out. Just like, oh. just just like they're going to be that guy. Like Dan Orlovsky strikes me as a guy who purposely would not wear green on St. Patty's Day. Just oh, oh no, I I forgot, totally forgot. I I'm sorry, I didn't wash any yeah. of my thirty towels, whatever type thing. <laughs> uh, that was I feel latest. like Orlovsky would be one of those guys. Anything I think that, that would be the case. Anything gets Orlovsky off the food takes, man. You know those are very I, much. Oh. Those are very much peacocking, but they're real. They're not just look at me takes. Like I believe all yeah. of them. I believe every single one of them. Well, I have one that I, I, I'm even disgusted in myself. But before I get to that, follow me on Twitter at Peter Burns ESPN or the TikTok. You could do that as well as the kids say. But did you see the tweet that I had earlier about my favorite video of all time for March Madness? It came around uh, once again. It's it's like maybe almost oh, 20 years old now. The Onion, about 20 years ago, put out a video talking about a potential expanded tournament field and what it would sound like. Take a listen. Now, Division two and three schools will be let in for the first time ever. Is this going to bring down the level of play? Absolutely not. Arkansas Tech had a great year. So did Flagler. So did Emporia State. Let's turn up the heat and talk about Eckerd. Look out for Eckerd. They've got a full roster and they're having practices. So the league then will get to air next for a couple thousand games. And we're going to get college hoops all the way through June. June madness. <laughs> Are like you kidding me? It's great. I mean, but this this is really for the fans. Sure. I mean, they get to watch up to 500 games a day on OSN2 and OSNU. Time for some predictions. The Central Kansas region's got 300 technical and vocational. Colleges. Who's your pick for the 637-678 matchup? Well, I have to tell you, I really like the online University of Liverpool. Do you think they can take the region? Oh, no, no. I think that's going to go to the Xenon International School of Hair Design. Oh, the whole town at Topeka was crazy for Xenon International. Unfortunately, they lost their star player, Cody Beak, last year. He Shame. graduated and became a barber. But they still have a very talented core. And I wouldn't be a bit surprised to see them show up in the fantastic 512 or maybe even the tremendous 256. Despite the NCAA's best efforts to include everyone, there are still some teams that got left. Right. Who's going to be missed the most? Well, I would have loved to see Oxnard, California's advanced truck driving school compete, but sure. unfortunately, they didn't get their registration in for the tournament in time. Right? Their coach uh, misplaced the application. Terrible. So 4,097 slots. Hey, year. why stop there, right? Damn it, I love college basketball. <laughs> I love that, dude. I love that so much. So, all, But all joking aside, right, the idea is that it's so crazy to think about an expanded tournament field, 4,096. They joke around about the end. Like, why not stop there? Like, let's keep on going. The reason why I say that and the take that I hate 
is that I saw earlier, Pat Forty talked about it. A lot of people have written about it. Greg Sankey, the commissioner of the SEC, has talked about it, expanding the NCAA field. And at first, I thought, absolutely not. Like, I'm always, I was still a Team 64 team, and I felt wrong when they added the play-in gain to 65. It felt really weird when you have these play-in games that get it to 68. But now we're looking at potentially going to 80 or 96. I'm like, I hate it, Randy Scott. I absolutely hate it. And then I realize it's going to happen. Not it might happen. It's going to happen. Because here, here is the reality of the situation. And this may be the last time we ever have this type NCAA tournament, the way we see it with 68 teams. And that, and that, this, that saddened me when I heard you say it, but it, it makes a lot of sense when you lay out the plan. Because right now, you think of the Power 5 schools. They have all the leverage, right? That's the Dukes. That's the Kentuckys. That's the Michigans, the UCLAs, the big-time names, the blue bloods of the sport, right? All of the Power 5 conferences. You can add Big East as a Power 6 in there. But I, I, I do Power 5. Do the math here. Based on their success, they get shares if they win the tournament. That's about $150 million in quote-unquote shares that they got last year. Now, you divide that up by five. I'm sorry, there is a little bit of math here. That's $30 million of, quote, winnings that go to Power 5 schools, right? So you're basically getting $30 million per conference. You split that up by the conferences, and and each team supposedly gets an equal share. That's about $2.3 million, okay? That's based on your success in March Madness. Now, if I went to you, Randy, and you are ACC Commissioner Jim Phillips, okay? And I said, all right, y'all are doing $150 million right now in in, in a split between all five conferences. You get $30 million of that. Okay. What if I told you tomorrow, I'll put together an idea that gives you, instead of $30 million, I'll give you $60 million. I'm going to double the amount of money that you have. And oh, by the way, not a single ACC squad is going to miss the tournament. Every single one of your schools will get guaranteed money, and they're guaranteed in this tournament. As a ACC commissioner who's already hurting for money, FSU has talked about it. We can't keep up with these television deals, FSU, Clemson, yada, yada, yada. Are you intrigued? Of course. Sign me up. I'm I'm in I'm in right away, but I'm wondering who your dance partners are. Yeah, like your dance the, the, you know what I mean the, the financial limitations of your own conference probably are not matched by other conferences. So why would they, you know, we talk about sports villainy sometimes. Why would they sort of bear this this black cape so to speak with you? Because they would get double the money as well too. And I could go to the SEC, the Big Ten, the Pac-12, and um, the the ACC, all about a Big Twelve as well. All of these Power Five schools, and say if roughly because based on how successful you are, you normally get about 150 million dollars thrown into this Power Five kitty. What if Fox and ESPN tomorrow teamed up and said, you know what? How about this? Why do you need the NCAA tournament? Why? You do it because of the basketball money. What if I doubled the amount of money that you have tomorrow? And by the way, it's not based on how many shares you get, not how much you win. I guarantee that money. I'm gonna, instead of 150, I'm going to give you $300 million, and it's guaranteed no matter how well you do. It's very live golf PGA tourish, right? It is. Now, how many of those guys are saying, well, I'm going to take the guaranteed money? It's happening. If you truly want to disrupt it, then this is what you do. You build a product right now and take it one step further. If you're these schools, okay, and you're sick and tired of the NCAA, you're sick and tired of their rules and their regulations, they can't figure it out, blah, blah, blah. This gets you away from the NCAA. You're no longer beholden to the NCAA regulations. Now, at this point, you play in this next college basketball tournament. 
It's all 65 of the Power 5 schools. Every single one of us plays. I hate it because we don't have the Princetons. We don't have these great Kennesaw State stories. We don't have uh, you know all these other stories that come in. But guess what? Are the conferences going to care? Power 5? They get a boatload more money. Golly. And that's why they're going to the NCAA and say, if you don't expand this, this is what we're going to do. You better expand it. And that's the reason why I think this is going to be the last time that we have a NCAA tournament that's only 68 teams. And that led, and that led to a sports walk in your house, right? I and hate you, it. Like you because had to I go, don't want that. Yeah. I, like, I, I want less is more, right? Like To me, that, like, I hate the fact that we're expanding it. All right. And I'm, so... That to me, I, I don't like the fact, but that's where it's headed right here, right now. I'm, I know, I'm, I'm with you. I think anything that threatens these fir- this first four days of this tournament is mm-hmm. among the, the the best sporting event that this country has to offer, in my opinion. And the idea of that getting diluted and watered down with the possibility of ninety some odd teams. All right, but. You know who could help us? You know who could help us with this? Let's bring in ESPN College Basketball Analyst Seth Greenberg. Brought to you by Wendy's, two for six bucks. That's the best deal in fast food. And what Seth likes to do is go there with about twelve bucks and and just and just get super Ooh, just baller. Get, just get that's that like Gideon Cohen agent money is what that is. I, get, I guarantee you that's what that is. Just get real loose in the old uh, in the old drive through. No, that's Seth in a former life. Coach, how are you today? Can I just get a frosty? That's all I want is just a frosty. You when was the last time you had a frosty, you thin mint. You you're out there your pedometer's at like twenty thousand steps a day. I'm I'm hanging in there. Oh, you gotta you gotta have balance in your life. You know what I mean? You gotta yeah. have balance, Randall. Come on now, Randall, you know better than that. I, you're right. Well, I know I know you better than I know you're not eating any, any any frosties. But coach, did you how much of that how much of that what I'm gonna call the Peter Burns plan to ruin the NCAA tournament? How much how much of uh how much of that did you did you catch? I didn't catch up, but I'll tell you what's going to happen. I mean, it's just common sense. You know, we have all these automatic bids, and all these one-bid leagues yeah. are going to end up playing each other to get into the tournament. And we're going to have more uh, Power 5 teams in the tournament because the Power 5 teams basically are creating all the revenue. So I, I think what we're going to have is we're going to have probably, I'd say, 12, 12 or so playing games as opposed to the ones we have here, maybe even more. And then they'll, you know, those playing games will get you into the tournament. So that will open up more bids for uh, the Power Five conferences because the Power Five conferences are not giving up that money. Uh, They're making the money and they don't want to share the money. And they're going to need the money because eventually the players are going to have contracts, probably two-year contracts, and they've got to find as many revenue streams as possible. Seth, I brought this up because I'm a firm believer, and I look right there at ACC, one of the Power Five conferences, one of the absolute – when I think of March Madness, I think of the ACC. Big East and ACC, are these mm-hmm. are the two conferences, and they struggled. And Jim Phillips is already talking about, or at least other schools in his conference, saying, hey, we can't compete with the Big Ten media deals, with the SEC media deals. How do we do it? Therefore, they have leverage. They've got Duke. They've got North Carolina where they can say, listen, on this committee and the NCAA, if you guys don't expand and we don't get the North Carolinas in, sooner or later, we're all going to take our ball and we're going to go hang out with the rest of our Power 5 teams and we're going to just get out of the tournament and make our own thing. I think that is a legit threat and the reason why this tournament is going to expand, whether we like it or not. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, look, I mean, that's truly the problem the ACC has is we hope they, they still exist because, you know, let's face it. I mean, we we understand what's happening. Uh, you know, different leagues are cannibalizing other leagues. And, you know, the almighty dollar is the most important thing because, guys, you know, 
you know, I know Bill always says, well, there's just not enough money. Well, really, there is just not enough money, uh, whether it's coaches' salaries, whether it's facilities, whether it's student-athlete welfare, or whether it's everything else that's going on, whether it's going to be contracts for the players. you got to find revenue streams. And, you know, the ACC, because they're, you know, they've got to basically keep up with the Joneses because if they don't, um, you know, you know what's going to happen. It just the, it's the business of the business. Mm-hmm. Uh, you you got Florida State out there. You got Clemson out there. You got Carolina out there. You got other schools that are attractive to conferences that can basically create a better uh, situation in terms of TV. I and mean, that's just the way it is. So the ACC is a little bit behind. They got some work to do. Uh, they probably got to do some work in terms of expansion, mm-hmm. uh, in my opinion. Talking with Coach Seth Greenberg and our, our ESPN college basketball analyst, and I'll, I'll say it, Coach, you don't have to, but I mean this: there would be some, there'd be some feelings here for a guy who coached a Virginia Tech team that should have made the tournament a couple of years, and now you look at this. If this does come to pass, and we're talking about getting all of the Power Five teams in this thing, I mean, you guys could have really uh, done some damage back in those years. But we don't need to, we don't need to revisit that. I'll say, I'll, I'll say it's so you don't have Thanks, to. Randall, well, I appreciate that. <laughs> no, but I'm, I'm, I'm saying you guys would, you guys would have made made some runs, and I kind of want to use that as a as a dovetail into uh, any of the uh, the results. I know there have only been a handful of finals today, but if you want to take take it into yesterday. As uh, finally, Iowa State's managed to get on the board a little bit against Pitt. But any any of your your big takeaways from what what you've seen so far, like what what's really jumped off the screen to you so far, Coach? I think first, you know, the Arizona loss. But I mean, all season long, we've been saying that Arizona's guards we had a concern about them. And you know, if you look at the second half, they were also from three point line, three assists, six turnovers. Um, you know, the Bigs were fifteen for thirty from the field, and. Uh, you know, they outed the upset was in effect. Uh, Princeton on the tempo of the game, they didn't turn it over. They out-rebounded Arizona, took them out of transition. So that was one. Uh, Virginia you know, in the ACC, you know, they went eight minutes with one field goal. Uh, great job of Bob Ritchie changing defenses, going to the one-three-one. Virginia didn't handle it well. And then K.A. Clark, I mean, you got a feel for the guy. Threw one of the greatest passes in the history of Virginia basketball to Mamadi Diakite, which – gave them a chance to win national championship and threw one of the worst passes probably in the history of Virginia basketball with a timeout in his pocket, not just either calling a timeout, uh, waiting to get fouled, <clears throat> but he, you know, his decision obviously is impactful. He almost got Kihei Clark because, you know, uh, if you think about it, he makes the steal and makes yeah. the pass to Bikis, who makes the shot, very similar to what he did with, with Mabadini and Kite. Uh, so those two really jumped out at me. Pitt playing well. I, I, I expected Pitt to win this game. I don't know if they will. Um, I'm not sure that in the Big 12, the games are officiated differently. They're going to officiate in the tournament. Uh, Iowa State's a very good team. They could win it, but they, are, they do really struggle offensively. They can't turn it over. Pitt's got all these ball handlers on their team, whether it's Jamaris Burton, who's a first-team All-ACC player, or Nelly Cummings is a fifth-year guy. You know Blake Hinton is a fifth-year guy. Greg Elliott is a fifth-year guy. I think Sabandi is a sixth-year guy. So they're an older team. Uh, the close game today uh, with Xavier, man, I was impressed with Kennesaw State. I'm yeah. just so impressed with Kennesaw State, but also impressed with Xavier having to get stops at the end and get stops. So, I mean, look, it's a, we always have these upsets in the first round. <clears throat> and then the tournament settles in, but you said it right, Randy. I mean, from Selection Sunday to this Sunday is the greatest week in sport. Mm-hmm. Not even close. 
because everybody has their opportunity and it's a meritocracy or whatever it's called, right? Like it's, hey, if you win, there you go. You get it. You get it going. Um, hey, coach, go get some frosty. Uh, get that voice right. I know you uh, has uh, like every time I turn on television, the great Seth Greenberg is on there. So we appreciate yeah. the time today. Yeah, you and uh, off, I'm sure. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, you're all good, man. Thanks, buddy. All right, man. Thank you. All right, that is. is that is Coach Seth Greenberg joining us. I, I I think, and I meant it as a compliment. I hope he didn't take it as a slight, but I really do think you know you think about these teams that have been on the bubble in recent He's years. He's never coming on with you again. And going after, back, after you basically we, said, "Hey, you oh you are almost good enough." I always to get in if Twitter. The you know what? Some of my original Facebook posts were probably about those teams getting into that tournament because. I'm from Virginia. My sister went to Virginia Tech, graduated yeah. from Tech. So it was it was very much a what the heck is the committee doing? And I think I think I remember viscerally the teams getting getting in ahead of Coach Greenberg's squad would you just just gack away the opportunity in the, yeah. in the round of 64. So I, it's it, it's interesting. I mean, I think Clemson is a tournament team a lot of years. This year's Clemson team, I think. Uh, I'm trying to think some other near misses that would be Van- nice to Vanderbilt see. Vanderbilt would have been interesting to see yeah. Jerry Stackhouse's squad. I mean, yeah. you go back and look at Buzz Williams last year. They go on a run of the NIT. I mean, there's always going to be those yeah. teams. And again, I think just the reality of where college sports is at right now, we may not like it, but it will. there will be an expansion of the NCAA tournament. If there's not... What's going to happen is that you're going to have the Power Five completely break away from the NCAA. The NCAA is up against the wall, folks. They they know it. The only thing that saves them is the television contract they have with Turner and CBS. Mm-hmm. Because once people don't get that money or they can get it from somewhere else or get more money, guess what happens? It goes away. And they, they fiercely, and I understand there's so much money at stake, but CBS and Turner, they fiercely guard their rights. And it's on down to, you know, on our show, we have a certain minute restriction of NCAA tournament footage that we can show within a certain hour of SportsCenter. So we'll get tweets from people that are like, hey, how come the Northwestern game wasn't in? How come mm-hmm. the blah, blah, blah? And you just have to kind of be selective. It's really hard, you know, producer-wise, and you get a lot of one-play highlights and a lot of, you know, because you hear more sound than you would a shot just because it is such a highly guarded property. But you're right, Peter. I mean, that is that is what the NCAA uh, has to hang its hat on. We're going to far from done with the NCAA tournament. Obviously, we're going to keep you posted. Iowa State's making this thing uh, a bit of a game right now, down just 11 after they were down 20 to 4 at one point uh, to Pitt. So we'll keep an eye on that. We may also talk Aaron Rodgers, and we may not like him, but we need him. Peter's going to explain his take on that. But, and we got more on that after Peter tells you about FanDuel. Talking about March, and this is March. Take your first shot at hoops with FanDuel Sportsbook and get 10 times your first bet amount in bonus bets up to $200. That's right. You bet 20 bucks and you'll land 200 in bonus bets when or lose. That's 200 you can spend betting everything from the money line to point spreads to sneaky matchup. You've been eyeing all of it on the app that's safe, secure, and easy to use. No better place to the bet than FanDuel Sportsbook. Sign up today by going to FanDuel.com slash play and make every moment more with FanDuel all March long. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. 
And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This is the Canty and Carlin podcast. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. One of my favorite places in Las Vegas, thank you so much for asking, is called Nine Fine Irishmen. It's at the New York, New York Casino right there on the Strip. Not a heavily trafficked spot, but there is always always live Irish music. The beers are like four or five dollars if you so choose. I, you know, get a club soda. And, uh, sure. You know, obviously. Absolutely. And, uh, tremendous, you know, whiskey selection. And, I mean, after a few drinks and you're listening to Irish music, I mean, if you're not speaking in an Irish accent by that point, what, are you even living? Are you even there? Have you been? Have you been to Ireland? I haven't, but I've got to hear your story. I, we were talking it, pre-show. It's... It sounds like you spent a little extra time there. Yeah, that's Peter Burns, world traveler. Uh, I'm Randy Scott. Been to Graceland twice. Haven't been to Europe ever. <laughs> I've been to 40, you, a, 49 a, states. To, never been to Europe. You need to do it. Ireland's incredible. So I'm a, I'm a huge golfer. Played college golf. And so we, we did the Scotland trip, and that was great. We did Ireland the next year, and that was fantastic. And and so we decided to go back to Ireland. So I'm already got a guy's trip lined up with over my, my old uh, UTSA Roadrunner uh, college golf buddies. So we're all going. I've been planning this thing for nine months. Everybody make sure your, your, your passport's ready to go. We got this trip planned, the whole deal. The morning of it, I'm literally hosting my ESPN Sunday morning show, Best Week Ever. And it gets a pop-up, says, hey, it's time for you to check in for your trip to Ireland. I said, perfect. I go to check in, put my passport number and stuff like that. He goes, you have an expired passport. I'm like, oh, no. What? Oh, no. Okay. I'm going to try to be as quick as possible. So I'm like, there's no way. So I go to the airport, try to check in, okay? And they give me a boarding pass. They look at my expired passport. They're like, here's a boarding pass. Get on. I'm like, What? Okay. Yeah. So I'm like, okay. And I'm getting ready to get on the plane and I freak out. I'm like, no, what if I get over there? My passport's expired. I'm like living like Tom Hanks in the terminal. Like I can't do it. <laughs> right. So I don't go on the road. I go all the way to Atlanta the next day, try to get a, a updated passport. I can't do that. I go back to the airport in Charlotte. Again, they check me in. They give me a boarding pass. And I said, to hell with it. I'm getting on the plane. I get on the plane, unbeknownst to me, go all the way over there. I land in Dublin and I'm like, oh, my gosh, my, I like, my heart is pounding. Yeah. Like, this is over. Like, I'm going to get thrown in jail. I go to handle my passport. They look at my passport and they go, have a great trip. I'm in Ireland. <laughs> if only it was so easy on the way back. I had to. Oh, uh, no. I was not allowed to come back to the United States with expired passport. And so, therefore, I had to call my wife, Randy, and tell oh, her no. I was staying in Ireland for an extra three days on the heel 
part of uh, on the back end of a uh, seven day golf trip. That didn't go so well in the Burns house. Oh my god, seven it's about- dude! It's hard to get seven hours to play golf, let alone yeah. seven days, and you tack ten on. I was a Aaron Rodgers like villain in the Burns household. I'll put it that way. We are segueing like a mall cop on Canty and oh. Carlin on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app and Sirius XM Channel 80 as well as on your smart speaker. That is the jet-setting voice of Peter Burns. Uh, he's down there in, in the Louisiana offices. Uh, that's still home for you, correct? We don't need to triangulate it any more than that. No, that's fine. That's good. Yep. Uh, I'm a raging Cajun. We'll put Bang. it that way. Okay. Yeah. Randy Scott here in Bristol, Connecticut. I'll be on SportsCenter AM tomorrow morning, uh, 7 a.m. Eastern with Gary Streisky. But the, the segue is talking about sports villainy a la Aaron Rodgers because hey if you have fatigue you know if you if you're if you're getting up and you're watching just this the tortured sports soul of Mike Greenberg on get up and you're watching just this poor <laughs> this poor successful man just twist in the wind like so many Jets fans because of what Aaron Rodgers and the Packers and the Jets are putting this fan base through and maybe you're tired of it because you don't care for the Jets or you don't care for Rodgers or both. We need him. We need him. And Peter Burns, this is your theory here because we, you truly believe, right? In order to have heroes, you have to have a villain. Well, and I mean, you think about it. I mean, the first letter of our company name is E, right? What does that E stand for? Entertainment. Entertainment, right? And that's what sports is. Sports is, is basically uh, fictional nonfiction, right? We have these characters. We have the good and the bad. And I started thinking about it because, listen, there's a million reasons why you, you can dislike Aaron Rodgers. It was maybe because he's successful and he's had a lot of success. You might hate the Packers. You hate him. Hell, you might love the Packers and you hate what he's done to the Packers. You might love the Jets or hate the Jets. You might love uh, or hate what he's done between the whole COVID stuff and everything. All of these things. Sure. And I, sure. and I realized it. I go, I don't want him out of the league. I, I came out of my own darkness retreat going, I don't want him to retire. The same way I didn't want Jim Beheim to retire at Syracuse, right? Or Coach K or some of these great legends that we have in the fact of like, I need somebody who's going to make my blood boil just a little bit, right? And if we don't have Aaron Rodgers, okay, and I speak this as a fan, not as a media member, but if we don't have Aaron Rodgers as that quote-unquote villain, for whatever reason you want to make him to be that villain, okay, villains have superpowers. He looks damn good whenever he's throwing the ball and it, it, and he does it well, right? That's a superpower that uh-huh. he has. It is. But you have a feeling about Aaron Rodgers one way or another. And who is that guy? If it's not Aaron Rodgers in the league, who is that guy? I mean, LeBron's that guy in the NBA, and they market the hell out of that. Durant is, Kyrie Irving is, like the NBA has several. I'm not quite sure if the NFL has that because after Brady and Belichick broke up, are the Patriots that team? I I I, I think they are. No, I think still? they are. Yeah, okay. I, I think I think because once Brady and this is a team that I covered for a couple of seasons uh, before I came to ESPN, I was working at Nesson in, in Boston, and the Patriots were. One of my one of my beats, so to speak, and I'd see guys like Mike Reese, and at that point it was you know I mean Mike Giardi was there, and he's now at NFL Network, and uh, you know Tom E. Curran there in Boston is as plugged in as anybody, um, and I would I would go and I would see what I have you know somewhat jokingly referred to as you know the NFL's version of a, of a dictatorship, you know uh, 
the North Korea, the NFL, in terms of how they controlled information in house. And San Antonio Spurs, him and him and Popovich, yeah. Belichick, even Saban to a certain extent over at Alabama. I well, completely understand that. And they have enough rings for their toes, man. I mean, all of those coaches have been wildly successful. There is something to be said for the system, but there's also something to be said for the players who leave that system and go on. And you can see if they are not vocal about it, you can still see how much happier they are. There, there are weights lifted off of their shoulders. Tom Brady was a completely uh, you know, he not a completely different quarterback necessarily, but a different person. Uh, social media wise, uh, you know, maybe he's building some of his post retirement brand, but uh, he made what Bill Bel- Bill Belichick's like greatest fault in my eyes as a guy who has rooted against Tom Brady for twenty years because he fumbled in the snow against the Raiders and his legacy is built on a lie and a rule so bad it was later repealed. Uh, <laughs> but he made Tom Brady a sympathetic character. Bill Belichick will forever be a villain for me for making Brady not only victorious in the Brady versus Belichick battle, but Brady became this this sympathetic character and it's because of the man in the hoods you know the 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 sleeve cut off or not the hooded sweatshirt bill belichick is that villain i would argue that whether aaron Rodgers is a villain or not he is a co-villain in the nfl with bill belichick and i don't know who is second right and i don't even know if they're somewhat close i mean people might say lamar jackson because of the contract issue but i never got that vibe out of lamar jackson even joe burrow who's had a ton of success comes across as kind of cool and collected and ears like man i got to respect him he's got some swagger but he at least backs it up yeah. nobody i mean you go to absolute hell in a handbasket immediately if you hate on Patrick Mahomes. He seems like the most likable guy. So I don't think there is. And that's why when I looked at this, go as much as we love the sport, you love the characters. And like him or not, he's talented. And Aaron Rodgers is, listen, he is that villain. And I can't wait for him to be over at the Jets. I, I, I don't <laughs> even want to wait until June the 1st. But if I have to wait that long, we'll do it. I was at Brett Favre's first game for the Jets in Miami and the way he was celebrated by both fan bases tells me that his welcome is going to be different from what Aaron Rodgers is going to get. But that's another topic for later uh, in this show because we're far from done with A.A. Ron. We're also far from done with the NCAA tournament. We got that. We got the NBA. We got the NFL draft. All of it. We're going to do it all in respect it or check it. Peter Burns, Randy Scott, and for the guys, Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Canty and Carlin, the podcast. Come here, Randy Scott. Let's fight right now. Canty and Carlin. Nine states away, but I want to punch you right now through the Zoom that we're doing this. We're going to compare Boston accents here soon. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, ESPN App, (laughs) Sirius XM Channel 80, and on your smart speaker. Is that some kind of Jamaican? Did that sound a little bit like... No, it was pretty good. The beach. I, all I know is that I had an Irish caddy this this year when we went over for a golf trip, and every time I'd hit a shot, he'd go, Jesus. <laughs> oh, Jesus, Peter. <laughs> that's, oh. that's, the only, that's the only other word I can say FCC compliant uh, <laughs> that my caddy had. Jesus. <laughs> uh, he is Peter Burns down there in uh, Louisiana. I'm Randy Scott here in Bristol, Connecticut. And on this program, at this time, it's Respect It or Check It.
Let's roll on. Stosh, take it away. You got the first question. All right, Respect It or Check It, brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. Let's start with Duke. Impressive win yesterday to start their tournament run. Respect It or Check It, the Duke is going to the Final Four. Peter, you first. Okay, so I'm, I'm looking at it, and I'm going to say check it. And the reason why is I'm not sold at the ACC this year whatsoever. And you go back and look at what they've had over the last five years. I know they went on a good run, but last year with the five teams. But then you look at this year, I just don't think they're that good. I'm not selling it uh, or not, not buying it. Plus, they're going to meet a Tennessee team. I know Zakai Ziegler is out right now, but defensively, Randy, they play as good a basketball as anybody. I don't think that they can get offensively any worse than they were in round one. In fact, I don't even have Duke making it to the Sweet 16. I think they bounce this one. Uh, I'm going I'm going to check it, but for a slightly different reason. I haven't seen Kansas State yet. Uh, it's, a, it's, it's a little difficult to try to do this without seeing the top three seeds in action. I've seen enough of Purdue. I know what Purdue is. And I know what, what Purdue isn't, and it's not one of the strongest guard play teams in the tournament. And if anything, the first day has taught us, and really tournaments of years gone by, you need it's just apex-level guard play. And I feel like Duke has it right now. When Duke is fully healthy, they're 18-1 and this season, and their one loss was against Virginia uh, in, a, in a rare bit of Scheuden fraud where Duke didn't get a call late, uh, <laughs> and, and Virginia benefited and got that win. So I, I'm leaning toward the respected side of this, but I'm going to check it just because I respect what the Big 12 was this season, and Kansas State's a three seed for By a By the reason. way, YouTube YouTube suggestion, go Google Duke and Flopping Goats. It's one of the greatest things I've ever seen on the internet. Okay. Just, that's it. All right, all just right. You know. What's next, Tosh? All right, respect it or check it. We've already seen one team move up in the draft to presumably get a quarterback. Carolina Panthers. Respect it or check it. There's going to be another trade by a team to position themselves for a QB, and that team is Randy's Las Vegas Raiders. Oh, oh! See, I was going to go thought, first on this one. I thought this was the easy. I really did. I thought this was the easiest respect it because I thought all you're asking is another team going to move up, and I was so excited. I was so ready to just because someone's going to try to get up it. Will Levis or Anthony Richardson, right? I mean, we figured that probably C.J. Stroud, Bryce <sighs> Young are going to go one, two, somewhat in that order, and then yeah. someone else will trade up. Yeah. Um, but now that you're Raiders, I wonder no if Carr. I wonder if Garoppolo. I mean, Garoppolo is obviously a bridge. I'm, you know, I, I'm going to say check it. I'm going to say check it in the in in the rare, in the rare hope that the Raiders are going to do the right thing come come draft night. Honestly, and not not look at forty times and not draft Harris. Dayward, or, uh, Darius Hayward Bay and Philip Buchanan and just you know I I hope they do the right thing. So I'm gonna I'm gonna check it. But Peter, I think you're probably. I'm going to respect. I'm going to respect yeah. it. I yep. mean, listen. As long as there's somebody with the last name of Davis in there, there's going to be a little bit of chaos <laughs> when it comes to uh, that 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 program and that franchise. So to me, and and here's the deal. I have no problem with it. If I if I'm if I'm an NFL franchise and I don't have a Hall of Fame quarterback, keep going. Keep going to the grab bag and try to get as many quarterbacks as you can. Because sooner or later, once you hit on one, it changes everything. You can totally Russell Wilson Seahawks your entire situation. Look at the Bengals did with Joe Brady or, or Joe Burrow. Once you land a rookie contract and what the Eagles are going to probably do with Hertz, you're in a great spot and you could be a contender. Keep going to the well every single year. I'm all in for it. All, all right, right, Stosh. Last one quick. The Sacramento Kings will make the Western Conference Finals. Respect it or check it? Check, check it. it. I, I, <laughs> Jinx. <laughs> Jinx. I'm sorry. I love their guard play, man. I really do. I, I Kevin Herter's injury could be a bit of a bit of a problem down the stretch. He's a tremendous 
part of their rotation, but no, there's too much talent out there. I think if Kevin Durant comes back healthy, and I think he will before the playoffs, whether he lasts through the playoffs or not, I don't know. But to me, it's looking like Phoenix and Denver uh, in the in the Western Conference Finals. Vladi Divac is not walking through that door. Although, have we ever seen the Game 7 between the Kings and the Lakers 2003? Is that like famously deleted from the internet? Isn't that the rumor, like the conspiracy oh, uh, theory that's out the, there? Because the refereeing was so bad? Because the refereeing was so bad you can't actually find clips of it. Oh, it's man. like some urban legend game I that love, would actually happen. I love those Kings teams, man. Pager, oh. Jay Will. That was, I mean, even Ooh. you know Doug Christie. That, that team was a, a ton of fun. Ton Feisty. Of fun. Feisty, my friend. I was going to say Scott Pollard out there. You talk about villains, man. Scott Pollard was was in that group. Um, all right, man. I, I hate the Raiders thing brought me down. We're going to need Peter to just build us back up again. You know, just like a Lego house that's been destroyed. We'll talk more hoops. One coach of a blue blood program under some pressure in this tournament. Tell you who that is. Peter Burns, Randy Scott, Canty Carlin, ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to the Canty and Carlin podcast. You can listen to the show live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app. Canty and Carlin, the podcast.